Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Crones and a Book. So, welcome to Two Crones and a Book. My name is Shell. And I'm Annette. Um, we're two old girls that have known each other for forever. And we're just essentially having a chat about the latest book that we've read. Please note that there will be lots of swearing, that we don't know what we're talking about, and no theme is off the table, so adult discretion is advised. Very advised. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Two Crones and a Book. This is Shell and... And Nett up here in the north. Terribly sorry about the delay. I got some kind of chest infection and couldn't speak. And didn't think that sign language would work as well over the podcast. No, I I can confirm she sounded bloody awful. Would have been interesting listening, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> would have gone well with this uh, episode that we're doing. That's very true, because today we're going to talk about Hex. And I forgive my pronunciation of the name, but it's by Thomas Old Huvil. We're going to go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. And then I'll put on the social media um, and the the podcast details the the correct spelling in case you want to look it up. Absolutely. So what are you thinking it? Was you feeling it? Was you not feeling it? Right. Well, what I will say is this is one of those occasions where I have actually read the book before listening to the um, audio version. Because right. uh, you introduced me to this a while ago on one of those rare occasions we got to meet up. You brought it in a, with a pile of other books and I was instantly <laughs> drawn to it. And it, I think out of all of them, to be fair, it was the only one I finished from beginning to end. And I, Not a good testament for the other books, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just, I, you know me, I'm just a lazy reader, to be honest. But what I will say is that I adored the book, the physical yep. copy. The audio version, I think maybe... Because of having read the book, I've heard it in a particular voice in my head already yeah. of how it should sound. And that didn't quite correlate with the narrator for me. So it's kind of like reading the book before you watch the film. It's not quite the same. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you've heard it a certain way. And just to hear someone else's interpretation doesn't quite feel right. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to get past that, actually. And I did have to stop listening to it for a while. And then slowly get back into it. And then after a while, I could appreciate it more. Okay. See, I I'm, I don't know if it's the second time around that takes off the shine. Because one of the things that I, I noted down was the first time I read this book, I thought it was really, really good. And the second time, this time around, I've revisited it. And it wasn't as sparkly. All right. Okay. So it might not just be me then. No, I mean, I did. I do like the book. I haven't got anything against the book, but it's not, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time round. I did spot some more bits that I was a bit uncomfortable with, but one yeah. of the main things for me was I kept thinking that it's not the Bell Witch. Is that really? Even though it's mm. pre-Bell Witch. Right. So do you think maybe it was a problem of having two witch books in a row kind of too easy to compare and contrast? I think it might be. That could be a factor. And I, But I do also think if you had these two books and you said to me, well, I can, I've only got time to read one. What one do I read? I would for you to read The Harvest. But then again... This is more, uh, I think, more of an experience book, isn't it? Like you said, the yeah. impact of it first yeah. time around is far different from the second time around. Yeah. And I mean, I did 
I sympathised. I did the first time, but this time even more so. I really sympathised with the witch. I I did uh, the first time, but even more so this time. Yeah, you just you fought this poor woman because even from the beginning, she's when she first appears, she yeah. she is vulnerable because she's not appearing as an apparition. They can touch her, you know, in the beginning, the first time we meet her, they throw a towel over her head because they don't want to look at her. Yeah. And she's chained up. She's got her eyes and her mouth stitched up. And although, yeah, that I mean, I would have a heart attack if that appeared in my room. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, you still, you realise the vulnerability because as the book goes on, she doesn't actually do anything to them to provoke their hatred other than be present. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, you know, I've had that effect many times on people. I just have to be in a room to piss them off. You know, <laughs> it's a gift, I've, isn't it? The gift. I've, I've got one of them faces. <laughs> we'll have to nickname you the Northern Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. Um, yeah, we all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just briefly, because a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people are that familiar with it. So Mm. just briefly, this is the story of this small town called Black Spring, really small community. And within this town, there is this a witch that has been there since, what, the 17th century? Yeah, it's over like 300 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. um, And what it is, is she just kind of wanders the town and she's been it's been happening for so long that they've actually built up this uh, like a, a police force specific to monitoring her movements because they don't want the outside world to know about her do they yeah because the thing is once you are in black spring you can't really leave it for more than what is it 24 48 hours it's not long yeah yeah because once you go past that time frame you have an overwhelming sense of wanting to kill yourself and it, it is worth noting that she can drive you mad just by muttering to you can't she mumbling is yeah right? she has her eyes and her mouth sewn shut I think it was no one's quite sure when but I think in the 50s or 60s they tried to they recorded an experiment where they tried to remove a part of her stitching and they got one stitch undone and the guy went absolutely insane that did it because she was whispering yep. out the side of her mouth but then the, the the whole the whole thing of the story is um it's in modern times now and it's one particular family their son and some of his friends are recording these sort of like experiments themselves to see how far they can go and it go, it starts yeah. going too far, you know. Yeah, because he's got a GoPro, hasn't he, the kid? And he, he starts off just, I suppose he, because this was written in what, 2016, 2015, 2016? Uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, 2016, yeah. So it, it was like the birth of the the influencer and it kind of felt like that's what he was at the beginning of because he uploads them, doesn't he, to, to online? Yeah, he's got like a YouTube page that he does it to and he sort of like does his own vlogs about it and, and hex is the name of the, the security force isn't it yeah and it's also like an app and everything as well isn't it so it's all very much let's push the modern technology it had a 1984 vibe didn't it because it's intrusive everywhere they're monitoring everybody's phones well yes um, everybody's internet use yeah yeah that's why the children all attend school outside of black spring so that's how he's got a friend that he could use his YouTube or whatever to yes. do it via there because the kid doesn't really give a book about it. That's kind of like <laughs> how he does it on the sly. But it's, yeah. it it is interesting because sort of like you 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 enter it like in the midst of all this and it's a really bizarre opening if you don't know what what you're expected to happen. Yeah, although it does kind of line you up for that level of deception, doesn't it? Yeah, and then as it goes on, you you meet like a new family that they've tried to dissuade moving into the town. Mm. 
and it's yeah. the way it's kind of like casually approached and talked about it like this is like oh here we go I have to explain it again yeah it's all blase yeah and it's like oh and they're gonna do this they're gonna do that oh yeah they did this and they did that <laughs> I'm not making but, uh, sense I mean, <laughs> no you, you you did you did <laughs> I mean one of the things with this book is it was split into two parts but they weren't equal parts so no. part one is something like uh, 260 something pages and the second part is around about um, 110, 120, something like that. Yep. So they're, they're big size differences. Initially in part one, I started off quite engaged and, and quite interested, but I did taper off towards the end of part one. Felt like it could have had some of it cut out. Um, I don't know if some of it's been lost because it's Dutch um, yes. originally. So I don't know if something was lost in translation, but I, I did kind of find myself, I wasn't disinterested. This is by no means anywhere near the Jonah, but it, I, <laughs> but I did. You shall think, not be named. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did kind of find myself heading towards the end of, of part one kind of thinking, well, you know, it's got to kick in soon. We've got to get a little bit more to it. Although there are things in part one that, that make you really uncomfortable. Like the, when the kids stone her in the woods, they, they catch her and stone her in the woods and push her in the creek. But what? when the second part is when it all kicks off and the second part felt more horror. Oh, my God. Um, oh, God. Yeah. When we get to that, my God. Oh, Lord. Well, it's like, like you said, the first half, to be honest, I spent most of it cringing listening to it because of the already we're only talking what five years ago and some of the references because it's so heavily bent on referencing things like was it like Gangnam style yeah. and stuff like that oh oh I feel cringy oh it's like oh dad you're embarrassing me oh that's what that it, it felt like and it detracted from the book because it made it more dated it really, it instant like the technology. Yes, fine. That's something that's going to be in place now for a long time. It's those specific mm. references and slang terms that were just really. Ugh, ugh. I and I wasn't that keen on some of the places' names. I mean, there's, there's the church is called Crystal Myth Church. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I that, didn't understand the significance. No, I mean that that's a, that again feels like a very like a, almost like a seventies, eighties reference, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, was that implying? A cult, or I mean, you can imagine a cult being called something like you know, Happy Meth Times. Or, you know, but I'm sure they explained it at some point. But at that point, my head just switched off because, as you yeah, say, there it, are so many lulls. It's like this is probably really relevant, but I can't be bothered this time. It was like watching a really good series, yeah, with too many episodes. Yeah. Oh, Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, you've got something that's really good here, yeah. but you kind of milked it for all it's worth. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about some characters. Now, I want to talk about, what's her name? The Holst Woman. The, the Holst Woman. The woman who runs the butcher's shop. Oh, Grisilda. Grisilda Holst. Oh, my God. What that character goes through and takes. Yeah, but it takes its toll. It's infuriating, isn't it? Yeah, and and a course of events really are kind of triggered by her little unit, her and her son. So her from beforehand, Oof. you wonder if her want of a relationship with the witch is the witch is called Catherine, I think. Yes. Um. So her want of um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like a, a, a she idolizes Catherine. 
um, and sees her as, as a, a fellow survivor or a saviour. And I, I wonder if that kind of spilled over into a son as well as, as the impact of his dad. Yeah. And if, if that impacted on his behaviour where essentially it's him that's triggering a lot of the stuff off by stoning her in the woods. Yeah, that her son has so much anger. I My God, the anger in this boy is insane. But the, uh, Griselda herself is like, this is a woman who's had so much just abuse from the word dot. Yeah. Like, even, you know, the second she was out of the womb, this this woman has been beaten down by men, her mm. husband, her own son, the townspeople themselves. She's just like a punching bag. And I think that's maybe why she does relate to Catherine as well on that level. Yeah. yeah. But the difference is, is she knows that behind it, Catherine has this power and she's kind of envious of that power, I think. Yeah, I, I think she's probably looking for a protector. But she even, it's quite sad because, um, obviously there's spoilers in all our podcasts, but it's quite sad because towards the end, uh, in part two, when everything begins to, to climax, and she she gets she gets a revelation from the witch, from Catherine, she misinterprets it. And mm. she's, she then essentially is, it's sacrifices her son to save herself, and that's not what it was about. No. Because the whole the whole thing with Catherine was she was uh, accused of being a witch, and when the time came, the villagers wanted her to make a choice: was it between her son and her daughter? Yes. One was going to live and one was going to die. That's what they told her. But she knew full well, even if she, you know, offered up, because she offered up her son, didn't she? Initially, yeah. if I remember correctly, which. Griselda thinks she has to do too, to replicate what happened to Catherine, but it wasn't that. So, and, but they ended up killing both of her children anyway, didn't they? Something like that. Yeah, and and the message at the end from Catherine is, is about the suffering of being put in the position where you you have to choose to sacrifice the one you love the most to save the other one you love the most. Yeah, I mean, um, we're talk- yeah, it's not just it's not just with her either, though. It's one of our other characters, isn't it? Yeah, one of the the key characters, the dad. I can't remember what he's called, Steve, I think. And it, it just she, but she totally misinterprets what Catherine has endured. Yeah. For love and the price that she's paid, even though it hasn't been fruitful, but the price that she's paid, and just thinks, well, I'll I'll, I'll kill me boy then, you know. Whereas I think she probably would have been spared mm-hmm. if she'd have kept her head down and, and and hidden when it all kicks off in the town big time. Oh my God. I know. I mean, I'm trying to hold back to save on this whole end bit because, oh my god, I forgot how well, see, brutal I, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think we should just just go for it. I mean, it, it's the end really that you're reading it for. I checked some of the reviews online as well to see what other people's input was. Yeah, it's always good to to know what's out there. One of the things was the ending. So there was a couple of people who said that they struggled with it. Yeah, but they had heard how good the ending was, and that's yeah. what made them persevere. Oh hell yeah! And it was it was badass. That's uh, when that kicked off. When you get to part two, that's it, mate. It's all in flow. You've basically you've basically got it on the go. Steve, the dad, who is the father of they, Tyler, who was the kid who was doing the GoPro video stuff. Yes, and and he ultimately, well, he dies. Tyler dies, and he begins to make a deal with the witch, with Catherine. He thinks that if he releases her from her binding, so her chains and her stitches that she will return Tyler to him. 
and that kicks off a series of events. So he removes the stitches, he bolt cuts the the chains away, and that's it. Yeah. Now the madness is rippling through the town, and you're kind of thinking, what's coming on here? What's motivating? And the twist of it all is she's testing them. She's seeing if they change, and if there's that mob mentality and that hatred and that fear. Uh, has been resolved and the town has evolved and it hasn't and terrible things begin to happen i know well she initially she turns up at this um, family's house that have a young son and daughter and she offers them is it like an onion from her from her and clothing. a carrot yeah and a carrot and, and a... they're like Ugh. and the parents are like just take them just take them and the kids are absolutely terrified but they you make know. them eat it yeah and they said do it do it that's what she wants do it and then they do it but it's like oh no it actually tastes sweet it's really nice and then she they, she kind of takes hold of the children and just goes off with them. It's nothing malicious, though. You think it was the end of the bloody world. Well, and you wonder if there was an element of protection again, if that's a test. So Catherine's tested to see what they're going to do. Yeah, they chose themselves over their children. You know, do, they didn't know what what would happen. No. This is a badass witch that's had her powers unleashed. And you're saying just do what she wants to your, to your little children. So you think, does Catherine wander off with the children because she's thinking, well, you don't deserve them? Well, yeah, is it that? Or she's just kind of having that moment where she wants to relive that joy of just like like when she had her own children. It's like, I just want time to have that feeling again. Yeah, again, back to love. Yeah. To share that love, yeah, that maternal love. Uh, it, it is very much... I, from a parental point of view, this is like a lot of hard choices. <laughs> Yeah, and there is always that assumption that your kids come first, but the human nature doesn't always... Everybody would like to think that they do, but yep. stories and history shows that that isn't always the case. No, and then also there's that when you have more than one child, no one yeah. wants to say there's a favourite, but there's a favourite. Who would you choose? See, I don't have kids. I only I had one. I don't baby. like making decisions. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a fur baby, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm giving up Andy and the kid. I'm ki- I'm keeping the dog. <laughs> I won't tell Andy. Shh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is worth persevering to the end. There is some pretty brutal bits oh in it. Oh, my so God. The, the Tower of Children. Yeah, because doesn't she collect them all up and kind of like, it's this like swaddle, swaddled cone that looks like a boob, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, well, I'm, you know, I'm not sure what a mountain a boob would look like. I know, I was like um, trying to picture it. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, none of no two pairs are the same. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and 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 they're switching between images. So at one minute it's Griselda who is standing Ooh. at the top of it. Oh, that description of what was coming out of her. Yeah, I, I, you know, I did feel a little bit of retching going on at that thought. Oh, gagging. Um, and then the next minute, switching back to Catherine, who is sharing the um, milk. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it is milk. nourishment. So one's poison, one, one's um, nurture. Yeah. And it's, it's at that point that you realise that through the eyes of Tyler's dad, that the town is seeing what they expect to see. So the magic, the spell that she's cast is basically fed by their own uh, personalities and characteristics and, and traits. Yeah. I mean, that brings me back again. I forgot this point with the, the juxtaposition between the language and the references from the first half. In the second half, that it's more they revert back to these 17th century characters. So the language 
changes and shifts. Yeah, and the imagery. So I suppose in that respect, it does have a purpose. Yeah. But it's just a bit on the head. Yeah. And uh, again, like I say, the thing I take away from this is, you know, the, the witch, Catherine, poor bitch. Oh, my God, you know, this she, woman. Yeah, it starts off where she she's put in this horrible position. She's accused of witchcraft. She's having to choose between her children. She ends up trapped in, in this town, bound by rusty chains, barefoot, eyes and mouth stitched shut. And she endures for like, I think it's three, three and a half centuries. My God. Um, and during that time, you realise as well, there's a reference when when it's all kicking off the security guys. Um, one of them says, you know, well, we just need to kill her. And the other one turns around and says, yeah, but we've been trying to do that for 300 years. Yeah. So, you know, she hasn't had an, an, an easy run. Um, and even after all of that and during all of that, she's still giving the town an opportunity to save itself and prove itself. But it, it's fed into this own delusion and it, it's powered by by fear and hatred. And, yeah. and that's, that spills out. And you think, poor Bint. But she, even after all that, she, well, she tries to warn Tyler's dad that his other son and his wife, who were out of town, have returned to town. And she, she tries to give him a head start on that. But he's just so single-mindedly about his son. His son is his, everything is his universe. Yeah, but, you know, at the end... The realisation. How does that pay off? Yeah. Yeah. And when there's a knock on the door, what's the price he pays for not the knocking on the door? He, he can't look. Oh, yeah, because of your, the realisation of what you've done, what you've sacrificed. Yeah, and was it worth it? Oh, for what gosh. you don't know, what's knocking? And I felt for the dog. <gasps> the dog? What? I hate when the dog has to die. <laughs> Why does the dog have to die? Oh, no. Do you know, there was enough other things out there. Couldn't you kill a different person instead of the poor dog? <laughs> now, who do you think actually killed that dog? I don't think it was Catherine. I don't think it was Catherine either. I wonder if it was um, Brazilda. Well, I think it was either her or her son. Yeah, just to get even. Yeah, because he was such He's a dirty. spiteful little bastard, wasn't he? Yeah, or was it Grisilda because it was some kind of twisted sacrifice uh, oh. towards um, the witch? True. We'll never know. You'll never know. I don't think it was bad either for a debut novel. You know, this was his first, I think. No, Well, I know uh, there was a, a point where it was rumoured it was going to get its own series. I don't know what happened about that, though. I don't know if I'd want to watch it. Well, like you said, Walking Dead. I'm sorry to Walking Dead fans. I enjoyed it at the beginning, but it just got a bit too... Come on now, get to a point for me. Yeah. Although I liked Fear the Walking Dead, which I know is a little bit of a controversial it. decision. <gasps> you rebel but yeah i, I yeah I, I don't know i would recommend it but i wouldn't recommend it above anything else no as like we said it's a great first read yeah but i think leave it as a first read you know other people have read it it's a good talking point it brings up a lot of different issues for different people but no i would i would say give it a go but like you said not above any other i think we're both the same on this one yeah so it's a, a kind of a kind of recommendation it's it's a do not avoid I think no. we need a third category, a recommender, not recommend, and, a, a, you know, you don't have to avoid it. It feels um, just such a shame. I wish we had done this the first time around we'd read it, and I think it would be a very different explanation and feel. I think we'd be a lot more enthusiastic about it as well, but it, yeah. it, for me it was definitely flatter the second time around. And I've been spoiled by, by The Harvest, by Sarah Clancy's Bell Witch series. Because it's just short, sharp, straight to the point, no messing, roller coaster. Yeah, and there's there's no dull lull bits no you know it's it, from the moment you pick that up it's bang 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 and this 
wasn't. It was more like peaks and troughs. And it really felt like you were earning those peaks. You had to endure the troughs to get to the peaks. And I'm not 100% sure that all of the peaks were worth the troughs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, didn't you say he's, he's Danish, isn't he? The I author. think so, yeah. Because that's yeah. very much that kind of Scandi Northern Europe feel, isn't it? Like a lot of quiet and then chaos that's very much like if you think like uh, let the right one in and things like yeah it's very much a lot Um, of quiet and character building and undercurrents but see i I like undercurrents i can i I love a good book where it's all under and films where it's all undertones and you know you've got to keep your eyes out and and it's building and it's building but that needs to be a regular build yeah. So it yeah. it doesn't lull, you know. You know you can feel with things like that that you're building to something. Yeah. And it, it's all a step in it up the hill. But this this when it troughed, it troughed. And it's true. I think, but the first time around, I think I felt it better than, like you say, the second because you kind of know where it's going to get to. It's like just get to it. Yeah, that's probably your impatience grew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. But that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, because you knew that there was a climax. Yeah, it's just, um, oh my God, I can't remember it taking this long to get to it. Yeah, that's what it was like. I was, yeah, are we there yet? Yeah. It, was like, <laughs> yeah. no, it was kind of visit granny, you know, are yeah. we there yet? <laughs> Don't make um, me turn this book yeah, around. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it was quite a long book as well. It was 380 pages. For for a listen, it was 14 hours 20. Oh, <gasps> yeah. that feels long. It I want was. to be really banging for that. I didn't think it was that long. I thought it was only like, a bit shorter but no it's like oh god no it is that long oh you felt that one then yeah yeah (laughs) to be honest it was quite handy that you were poorly for a bit because it gave me a chance to like i can finish this book i can finish this book i can do it marathon run yeah yeah they were really i mean i like a long book one of the books that i'm I'm hoping that we can visit together is karen comfort in the future and that's epic oh that's like 36 hours yeah, no, it, 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 it's a big mama, you know, and, but to me, it it's worth it. Yeah. And I haven't read it in years and years, so it'd be like revisiting it uh, afresh. So it's not that it was, I mean, this is 380 pages really to us. If we're, we're, It might have felt long, but realistically, that isn't anything to us, is it? Yeah, yeah. It just felt it. it but I felt <laughs> every page. <laughs> okay, so are we agreed, before we go into... Um, final stats are we agreed that it's it it is a it's a low recommendation of don't avoid it but don't prioritize it over anything else yeah i mean like what would you give it say out of five two and a half three i'm thinking yeah i'd I'd think three but that's heavily based on the ending because the ending is good oh yeah you know if the whole book had been like part two yeah I'd, 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 you know, you'd be, you'd be talking, giving it like four and a half or five, but it wasn't. So yeah, I'd say three and that's heavily influenced by part two, which is the smallest part of the book. But <laughs> my God, if the whole book was like part two, geez, I'd need, I'd need to lie down in a dark room. Well, no, I wouldn't be anywhere near a dark room. What am I saying? <laughs> I, need yeah, no, be, no. I need to go to somewhere like, I don't know, like a neon paradise with full of happy, th- like Hello <laughs> Kitty land or something just to get my head right. <laughs> Yeah, leave me alone. I don't like it. I like it too dark. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So it's it's uh, uh, not a essential recommendation, not an avoid. No. If if you're gifted it, read it. Give it a whirl. They are. Yeah. If you're gifted it, read it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, don't go out of your way. <laughs> now. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, what the stats, I think we've, I've already covered mine at paperback. It was published 2016, 380 pages. I will say that the cover was very cool, cover art. Very nice cover art, I have to admit. Yeah. And the book felt nice as well. It had that kind of soft, shiny feel. Yeah, that nice, like, yeah, that matte finish to it. And what, what was the audio book like? So you said it was epic. Oh, God. Well, it's the same cover as as the book, narrated by Jeff Harding, who, God bless him, he put in his hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's some air miles, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'd have no voice left by the end. Of the, and, you know, I'd be drinking very heavily by the end. Unabridged, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, the publisher was Hodder and Salton. And like I said before, it clocked in at 14 hours 20. It's a, it's a journey. It really is. But like Michelle said, the struggle was the beginning. I needed a break for like a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. But then once it got to the second half, I, it, I just ploughed through in like two walks. It was done. I think that's a, a real testament to it as well, isn't it? No, it's, it's that sort of, can you put it down or not? Can you stop listening? Yeah. And with this, you could put it down for a little while. I did. I needed to honestly put it down, walk away, listen to one of our other books that we're doing because it's a much shorter one. And it yeah. kind of gave me that break and I, and then I could get back into it. Yeah. Although, I, you know, even just talking about it now and the things that we've said and the way that it feels today, the podcast feels today, I, this is coming up pretty medi- mediocre. We, you know, we're not either way on it you know the yeah. Jonah we were we were Ooh. oh my god it's rubbish yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. the Bell Witch it was like yay you know and, and Jekyll and Hyde we were like well did you notice this you know and this we've just yeah. kind of been like well it was all right <laughs> yeah but it's like but I was so much more enthusiastic the first time round, which is really annoying so I feel like I'm doing it a disservice a little bit yeah, although I do wonder if that's because there, there's we've read a lot of other witch stuff. I do wonder if you're right, and the fact that we did two witch books so close together, yeah, and one is a, is a favourite of mine. Yeah, I wonder if that influenced it. Possibly, possibly. But you know, if anyone else has read it, feel free to message us. Let us know what you think about it. Yeah, but no hate mail, okay. <laughs> I'm no. I'm still a little bit fragile. All right? No, no, we just want honest opinions. Like, you, if you've read the book, what was your experience of it? Or even if you've done a reread of it, you know, has that changed your opinions? Yeah, and, and are you left feeling that it was mediocre or are you passionate about it? Yeah, that'd be interesting um, to find out. Would be, wouldn't it, actually? Yeah, to, to see if it's... Because sometimes I think that we can be, on certain things, we can be quite like-minded. You think? Uh, we haven't disagreed on a book yet. <laughs> no, but I fear we will. Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. If it's this 36-hour bloody epic, you're in trouble, girl. <laughs> All right, I see, I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, no, I think the fact that this podcast has felt relatively flat and mediocre and we're not emotive either way no. isn't a reflection on the book. Oh, God. Is this the worst episode ever? I hope not. <laughs> It's kind of feeling like it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Pack it up, pack it up. We're going to make up for it next time, aren't we? Because we're going to do Horror Store, which is your recommendation. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Next time (gasps) on the podcast, the Grady Hendrix picture-perfect book, Horror Store. Oh, my God. This is your recommendation. It is. I cannot sing its praises enough. I'm just going to briefly say I came across Grady Hendrix when I found my best friend's exorcism, which is uh, yep. one of his first books, the cover, Michelle. Oh my God, you've got to look it up. 
is beautiful. It looks like an old VHS tape. Ooh, oh, it's it. gorgeous. So I saw that. I thought, well, yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. I made the right choice by judging a book by its cover. It was <laughs> it was amazing. And then I got speaking to some friends on the internet that do other podcasts, and they recommended, oh, if you like that, read Horror Store. It's amazing. And it was even better than the first one. Oh, I just fell in love with it. Oh, I can't wait to talk oh, about see, it next time. You're, you're plumping them up now, and you mustn't influence me because I haven't done it yet. I'm going in blind. It's my turn to go in blind. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say it was so much fun. Excellent. Well, I'm super excited. I've got a copy, which you gifted to me, so thank you very much. I did. Thank you. Thank you very much, World of Books, for having a copy. <laughs> well, World of Books is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, if they want to if they want to give us sponsorship, we're quite happy to have it. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course we are. Woo-hoo. We're not endorsed or affiliated anyway, but we'd like to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are reasonably but, um, cheap. <laughs> Yeah, we're very cheap. Secondhand <laughs> book, we're sold. Um, but yeah, okay then. Well, thank you to everybody for listening. I hope that this episode gave you some kind of interest into maybe making your own decision and picking it up and, and having a read. And we look forward to seeing you next time with Horror Store. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at twocronespod and on Instagram at twocronesandabook. Also join our Facebook group at twocronesandabook. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.